0: Eagles podcast on a Monday afternoon. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman as we turn the page from the blowout loss of the San Francisco 49ers, but we're not going to just push it to the side. we got to talk about everything that happened. How much of it is going to carry over? How much of a concern is it for the Eagles moving forward? Are they destined to be one and done in the playoffs at this point now? But Zach, uh, much to get to, including some roster news. Let's just Let's do the show that Zach Berman wants to do. Let's get to the news right away yeah. at the top.
1: Stone Cold News, man, what's going on? Yeah, the Eagles signed Shaq Leonard uh, to a, a one-year deal. Agreed the terms with him is the official uh, way of framing it. Shaq Leonard uh, is kind of like an Eagles hero already. Chose them over the Cowboys. Had the choice leading in the Eagles-Cowboys week and chose the Eagles over the Cowboys. Certainly, there is a role for him after seeing the way... Uh, the Eagles linebackers played, there's opportunity there. Now the Eagles are very careful, both in their official messaging and in Nick Sirianni's messaging, to frame this as depth. Uh, it's like the in
0: the first sentence, yeah. like on the subhead of the email that they sent out, like to bolster the depth of the defense.
1: Yeah, so I I think they're trying to play down the fact that Shaq Leonard, I keep trying, I, I keep saying Darius Leonard, it's Shaq Leonard now. Was once Darius, now Shaq. Uh,
0: yes, yeah, so we went through this on when we filmed a reaction video before the show, and uh, Julia was uh, looking for a, a thumbnail, and she's like, "I can't find anything for Shaq Leonard." I say, "Ah, we we got to look for Darius." Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. So between him and Slay, we have two guys who don't want to be called Darius, right? There you go. That's uh, a good one. You should use that. Yeah, I saved my best material for the show. Okay. Uh, but Shaq Leonard is. It, He's as credentialed as you can come there, right? He's uh Boy am I jealous. Three time three-time all-pro linebacker. Uh he is someone who's who's been top of the league. He's only 28. Now, the thing you need to think about is the Colts, who are a playoff team now, right? They've won what four in a row. Uh they moved on from him. They didn't just bench him. They they, they let him go. They they decided they were a better team without him on the roster than with him on the roster. Now they're complicating factors there certainly when you have a guy who's who's one of the faces of the franchise and then he's the it's right it's complicated there but for from the eagles perspective i wouldn't look at this as the cure-all but this is as as good of a move as you can make at this position in week 14 it's not as if you're going to find 28 year old three-time all pros walking around uh he is He's as 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 good of an upgrade as they can find at this point. And I think he'll be a factor this uh, this weekend against Dallas. All
0: right, let's let's take this in two parts. Let's start with the how this all came together, because you asked a good question to Nick Sirianni in the press conference that we just wrapped up about all the connections here between these two franchises. You know, how much was Nick Sirianni able to do some digging and, and talk to Shane Steichen about why yeah. it was that they were moving on from, from Shaq Leonard? Let's start with that. How did it all come together?
1: Yeah, and it's 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 a tip of the cap to you, something that, you know, in, in my five years uh, working with you, you always uh, kind of ask me whenever the Eagles sign someone or trade someone, well, why did the other team let him go? And it's it's the first thing you need to think about, right? Uh, so in that case, Nick Sirianni has as close of connections to Indianapolis as any organization. He worked there, obviously, so he knows people in that building, on that defensive staff. And then Shane Steichen, his former assistant, the head coach there. Uh, so he would have intel on what happened there. And Nick said he, he did his work. He spoke to Shane. He spoke to members of the defensive staff. He got a sense of that situation. But he also pointed out that he has he's not doing this secondhand. He has personal history. And he gave the anecdote when he FaceTimed Shaq Leonard uh, last week. He gave the phone to Kevin Petullo. He gave the phone to Jason Michael. He gave the phone to Marcus Brady. And he pointed this out as a way of saying, there are people in the Eagles building who know Shaq Leonard well, who've seen him firsthand, who've been around him day to day. And Nick Sirianni's confident that he can still play. Nick Sirianni's confident that he can be a leader in that locker room, that he can fit within kind of the the culture that the Eagles are trying to create. And and, and it's interesting to an answer you, uh, to a question you asked Nick last week, and then uh, to a question that came up today, as as well, one thing that Nick keeps pointing out is length, and this seems to be something that that they they really value. And you gave the measurements last week about Zach. Same Cunningham. arm length as Zach Cunningham. Yeah. yeah. So when you have Zach Cunningham. And Shaq Leonard on the field together, which I imagine they they will at some point. Um, it really is like that Syracuse zone defense, right? That you have to you have to pass over and around, and that can be hard to do with two guys with 34 inch arms.
0: I found one part of his relaying of that story confusing because he mentioned the FaceTime, and it sounded like he said pass the phone, but then he also said gave the computer to Kevin Patullo. Oh. Did you think if you had to if you had to guess, are we talking a laptop or a
1: or a phone here? What do you think? I'm guessing an iPad. So, oh, I'm you going think it's in a, it's in between? It Didn't even yeah. say
0: tablet, but it's you're splitting the
1: difference. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think if so. I am a FaceTime on the laptop guy. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like. Most things on. I, I'm a better texter on the laptop. I'm a better yes, famously uh, so. Yeah, better FaceTimer on the laptop. Uh, so I prefer the laptop. Now I'm wondering though. Um, I mean, not to get too into the weeds, but let's, let's weed it up. <laughs> but the NFL is not always. It, it's not often like an uh, Apple ecosystem. That's right? true. So in order to FaceTime on the laptop, you need to you need to be a Mac user as opposed to and uh, that's that that's that's not the typical. NFL. They've got that
0: Microsoft Teams, uh, yeah, like that exactly. Surface deal. So, yeah.
1: so I am curious now because it's it's a heavy iPhone family, you know, I mean, a heavy iPhone group. You know, if you're texting people in the this NFL, this would be
0: interesting because it would mean that there has been some machine learning going on in Nick Sirianni in not crossing the lines of what the sponsors are. Remember, um, famously yes. last year he, he mentioned done- the wrong pizza place, yes. not the one that the Eagles have as a, as a, the official sponsor. Yeah
1: but you know if if, if you're oh, text a pizza hut when it's supposed to be little caesar's exactly yeah. or maybe domino's when it was supposed to be okay. little caesar's uh, but if you're if you're texting with people in the nfl you're getting you're getting the blue and not the green right so so they're iphone users but uh, so i i'm 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 curious about passing the computer or passing the laptop the other thing are there any burmans is- who are green in like the
0: family chat is there a, is there somebody who stands out
1: there was oh. for a long time, but they came to their wits, and now you shamed them. Who was it? Yeah, uh, yeah, Matt and Alex at one point. Really? Or, uh, yeah, or, double teaming. Uh, but my brother sticks
0: with the green, and, and uh, I mean, not only do beef. you get the green, but like if you're sending a video,
1: it also ruins the yeah. formatting of the video. It's yeah, what are we doing, John? Seriously, John, John, I have a world of respect for you, but you got to go blue. The
0: first thing that you've ever you're anti John now. First thing, yeah, it. that
1: really is actually the first thing. <laughs> um, but no, uh, now the other thing is maybe it wasn't FaceTime, maybe it was Zoom
0: on the computer. Yeah, and he just confirmed it. Could have it could have been two separate incidences. It could have been he was doing the FaceTime, he was happened to be with Marcus Brady, but then later they were doing a Zoom to talk through some stuff, and you know, there well, comes Kevin Petula.
1: Or, or, or maybe it was just all the communication was, was Zoom and he conflated Zoom and FaceTime because that, uh, that's a common thing sometimes. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I, was, I worked with someone one time who, who conflated um, texting with DMing too, right? So uh, Dangerous. <laughs> staying far away <laughs> from that one. Um, but yeah, so as I, as I think about it, they, they might have just been Zooming
0: with each other that's mm-hmm. possible i think this is a, this is a, maybe the best bit of content we've done since <laughs> coming over to PHOI. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm not quite sure about that but uh certainly the, the we've, we've 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 done worse than this, so this, is, <laughs> <laughs> this
0: all is right fun. let's take uh let's take it on the second part here mm-hmm. christian ellis and nicholas Mora played yeah. all those snaps yesterday your yeah, boy i think yesterday played out well for my boy like you he watched TFL, but. yeah, but you watched that game and you thought he was the problem of the two linebackers. I mean, that's like uh, all I've been saying. All I've been saying is that I think he should be on the field over Nicholas Morrow. Did you not watch the game yesterday and think Nicholas Morrow is the one who's who is the real problem here? I mean, come on. I mean, I'm not saying Christian Austin was playing a great game, but like that—that that was exactly what I've been talking
1: about. Yeah, I, I, look. If, if if your position here is that yesterday was a a good Christian Ellis day, <laughs> then,
0: I mean, he did make the the so literal man. only good play of the game for the defense. Yes, uh, that's were, not true. Fletcher Cox had a sack, and Sidney Brown yeah. had a
1: had a good. Sidney Brown did
0: have a good play. The so, pass rush showed up for the first six plays yeah. of the game. Yes,
1: yeah, so there were about six or seven good plays. No, look, I I hear what you're saying, and Nick Sirianni did, by the way, defend. Um, Christian Ellis. He, he yeah, it said, was weird. He, he didn't mention more. <laughs> he, he
0: said he likes the depth of the, of the linebackers. He yeah. thought Christian Ellis yeah. played well yesterday and didn't say anything about Moro. Now in his defense, I think he was saying that because Ellis is the depth guy because yes. Moro has been playing, but we all saw what Nicholas Moro did yesterday. I mean, he was, that was as bad of, as that was as bad of an individual linebacker game as I've ever seen. Understanding that that is the best offense in the league and yeah. an offense that is designed to exploit. You know, even even good linebackers. Yes, no. So anyway, you're absolutely correct. my question for you here is: One, you know, Zach Cunningham remains the top guy uh, at mm-hmm. linebacker among the healthy players. Nicobe Dean is now out for the season. He said so uh, himself. Zach Cunningham wasn't placed on injured reserve, so they ex- they expect him back at some point relatively soon. Do you think that Shaq Leonard is coming in to be? Let's say it's him, and he's the number two now. Is that is that sort of your guess? Oh yes. Yeah.
1: I, I think Shaq Leonard is here. And how quickly do you think he can get ramped up? Well, I think he'll play Sunday against Dallas. And I think eventually it's gonna be Shaq Leonard and Zach Cunningham out there. Uh now that's not to say that Nicholas Morrow won't play this this weekend because I I don't know if Cunningham's gonna be back. Cunningham didn't practice it at all last week. And so if if it's Morrow and Leonard this week, and that's why I think he referenced Christian Ellis, because I think at least in kind of the short term, uh, Shaq Leonard takes Christian Ellis' role. Uh, I think Morrow will stay out there. But then I do think it's it's it's, be, uh, it's it's going to be Leonard and it's going to be Zach Cunningham. And those are going to be your linebackers in the postseason and if the Eagles make a run. And by the way, like those are two, that's like a, a light version of Sue and Joseph, right? Yes. Those are, are two guys who've been... Big time players in this league, like major contract players, top of the near top of the league in their position. In Leonard's case, top of the league, and Cunningham certainly, you know, in the upper echelon. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's a few years too late, right? But uh, if if you took a poll of like AFC South coaches four years ago, and you said there's a linebacking core with Zach Cunningham and Shaq Leonard, that would keep a lot of offensive coaches up at night. I uh, were the only
0: the I mean there are a few little differences but I think the similarity is you know th- that those signings happened last year after the the commander's game when they got run over it was like very quickly this is the thing that we can do this is this is the button we can press it's similar to the with the Shaq Leonard signing I mean Dominic and Sue and Linval Joseph like those guys had rings true these guys, you know, necess- not okay. necessarily what, ha- what what have Shaq Leonard and Zach Cunningham done, but it's not like you're going out and getting Ray Lewis. It's
1: ring culture, huh? A little uh, bit. Uh, so now uh, to the question that, that, that you asked, so I see Shaq Leonard taking that that role. Yeah, I, I think that's why Shaq Leonard signed. Now, I, I haven't spoken to Shaq Leonard yet. Uh, looking forward to catching up with him Wednesday, and we'll have what he says on all phly.com. I know there's interest uh, from the audience, um, but uh, – w- he had a choice between Dallas and the Eagles, and he would have played in on on Dallas too. But I think there's just more of that opportunity in Philly. He, if, if if he wants two things here, I imagine because this this, this decision couldn't have been about money because he's getting paid by Indianapolis, right? So there's there's two things: a) you're looking for a chance to win, which both teams offer, uh, and b) you're looking for a chance to kind of. Resurrect your career or rebuild your career, rebuild your value. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the season, right? Uh, so he probably thinks there's a better chance of doing that in Philly. And like the if you want the the best case scenario here, the historical precedent for how this could work is Jeremiah Trotter in 2004. When uh, the Washington, the football team who was previously in Washington or <laughs> the previous nickname for the Washington—they've never team, been in Washington. Uh, actually, they were always yeah. in Washington when they're at RFK Stadium. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, not until 1997 did they move the land over or, or thereabouts. Um, so, in any event, um, when when Jeremiah Trotter got cut by Washington and famously called Andy Reid, Andy Reid was on a fishing trip in. The outskirts of Utah, I, I believe, didn't have good cell phone or It Still is very fresh in your memory uh, for some reason. <laughs> but uh, try, uh, uh Trotter and Andy Reid kind of patch up the way that ended. But Trotter comes in anyways, and he's he's kind of like a backup for the first for the first uh eight weeks of the season, mid-season goes into the lineup and becomes the Jeremiah Trotter from before, becomes like a Pro Bowl player. The Eagles was huge during that playoff run. That's kind of what you're hoping Shaq, Shaq, Shaq Leonard is here. That
0: not a, the 2009 Jeremiah try to return.
1: Definitely not the 2009 Jeremiah try to return. No, the 2004 Jeremiah try to return. Where uh, the change of scenery, the injuries are past him. He's playing with talented players around him, and he kind of looks the way he he did before. I mean, Shaq Leonard, I, I I'm talking about him like it's it, he you know he's past his prime. He's 28 years old. Right. There's there's still a a, a chance here that he can be a good contributing linebacker. I mean,
0: I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but, you know, there's a reason that he's on the street. He's had back injuries for the last several years. You know, you can sell yourself on the reason that he needed to leave Indianapolis is because, as you said, he was the guy who was the face of the franchise. And if he's going to be the third linebacker, all of a sudden you're dealing with some ego bruising and, and. You know, you you sort of want to move on, but the truth is, he doesn't have to be good. Like for him to be an improvement for the Eagles, he just needs to be better than Nicholas yeah. Morrow. And I think there's a reasonable expectation that he can be better than Nicholas Morrow. And so it's it's totally fine. And, I just don't think like you're not getting you're not getting that guy. You're not getting this is not Julio coming. This is like this guy's yeah. going to be out there and hopefully he doesn't miss a ton of tackles.
1: What's the opposite of of Debbie Downer? Is is there like a, and OJ optimism or something or oh, you love going to OJ. <laughs> well, what, what names, is it with you and OJ? What names begin with O? Oh. Uh, Othello Oph- optimism. Ophelia. Oh, and and Othello optimism. Uh, uh. Yeah, I remember Othello Harrington at Georgetown. Uh, yeah. So Othello optimism. Um, Opie. Do you know any Opies? I don't know how many OJs do you know. <laughs> well, the, the first O name that comes to mind is OJ. OJ Howard uh yes
0: of course famously the most famous oj is oj howard
1: oj mayo (laughs) i mean do you want me to keep going uh
0: certainly say like you know i'm a little bit worried for the people close to you that you're so obsessed with oj
1: why are you so fixated on oj simpson how do you know i i wasn't just a big usc basketball fan when oj mayo was there uh you know, uh, top I do 10 believe bid. that and and then O.J. Howard, I loved him at the Senior Bowl. And uh, I when Tampa Bay drafted him, I thought that was gonna be a steal. No surprise. So there's there's certainly more than one O.J. in this world. Right. Um, but anyways, the O.J. optimism or the Othello optimism, if you're the Debbie Downer, I'll be the Othello optimism, which is the, uh, here. Claire F. says Orvis. I, I like that. The Orvis optimism. Orvis. <laughs> yes. I like Otis. I like Otis better. <laughs> okay, Otis, that's a good one. Otis optimism. Okay, the Otis optimisms um, of this. I think it would be
0: Otis optimist.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay, Otis optimist here is that two two good organizations are like fighting over this guy, right? So you're no. saying there's a reason why he's on the street. I would but yeah, say but you can't use, I would say you can't use,
0: but you can't use yourself being a good organization as support for. No, for but, you going after him. No, okay. It's like, so, oh well, we're a good organization. We're doing it. We it must be right.
1: Okay, no. He, so he, my my point is this: yes, he's on the street, but the, it's minute, the same thing the as what you It's waivers. week
0: fourteen. There's only so many like there's only yeah, there's but, only so many uh, buttons you can press. He's a so linebacker th- who's available if you need a linebacker. It make. I'm not saying that this is a bad I'm move. I'm just saying, you're I'm th- just th- saying, like let's let's set the expectations correctly.
1: Sure, and, and that was my that was the premise of my question to Nick. But you're so fixated you're on the You're going
0: Otis Optimus, this is Jeremiah Trotter in 2004. No,
1: no, you're so fixated on the fact that he was available. I'm saying, why not look at it like, you know, there are multiple people asking him to the prom here, right? But, you, like, but like you, you're saying, there's one other team. You can't say multiple people when you're one of the two. You know, you, you know you're the guy <laughs> saying she doesn't have a prom date. I'm the guy saying there's two people asking her. All
0: so right. uh, We don't need to get Ronald <laughs> Goldman involved all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay.
0: All right. Well, if you want to be an Otis Optimist yourself, let me tell you about our new sponsor, the Pennsylvania Dairy Farmers and Team Chocolate Milk. Professional and college athletes have known about the power of chocolate milk as a refuel and recovery beverage for a long time. Chocolate milk provides high quality protein for muscle repair, electrolytes for hydration, and calcium for strong bones. That's why studies consistently show that chocolate milk is an ideal sports recovery beverage. Whether you're recovering after a workout at the gym, a run around Boathouse Row, or a bike ride on the Schuylkill Trail, chocolate milk is an ideal post-workout beverage. Taking care of your body doesn't end when the clock hits zero on your workout routine. Give your body what it needs to properly recover. What could be better than a scientifically proven recovery beverage made right here in the beautiful Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? Plus, it tastes great. Learn more about how chocolate milk can help you refuel and recover after your next workout by visiting teamchocolatemilk.com.
1: And then let me tell you this: On Friday after work, I get back home and I have a box of cards, courtesy of Vince. Thank you, Vince. Uh, and I, I, I give them to my son, and he is in heaven opening these things up, and he's he's, he's asking about every single player. And if you like cards like this, there's only one place. In, these, in, in the Delaware Valley where you should go to get them. And that's Wheelhouse. Wheelhouse is our go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is Cards and Community because love of sports unites us all. They carry all your favorite card brands like Topps Chrome Baseball and Mosaic Football as well as T-shirts, hats, hoodies from brands like Mitchell & Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food Starter, and Shy Vintage Sports. If you're looking to grade your sports card collection, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host... Tons of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. Stop in either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days per week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY and get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in-store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at wheelhousecards. All right, Zach. Um,
0: let's stick on the defense because mm-hmm. obviously the defense is the uh, the side of the ball that deserves the most attention after their performance yesterday against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, is it as simple as in your mind, the linebackers are bad, or if you are trying to parse uh, blame and try to figure out what went wrong and how much of a concern this all is, what what are the things that are going on through your head?
1: Well, all right, a, f- a few things here. It's not like they played with, with new linebackers, right? I mean, this is the same linebackers that they went 10 and one with now. Not 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 totally. Of course, they didn't have Zach Cunningham. Okay, right. so Zach Cunningham makes a difference. They had Nicoba Dean. My, my 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 point is this: but right, if, if like, Zach
0: Cunningham is the is is yeah. worth thirty yeah. points, then yeah. then you got a different problem.
1: So, uh, yeah, I, I I know it's not literally this the same group. My my point is this: We identified last week's shows they're all they're all on YouTube. Go back, click on them, get those views up. Right, you can see we talked about this last week that. The matchup against San Francisco's offense was going to be particularly problematic, uh, and it was especially problematic. So I I don't overreact because At
0: Devon walking out, big the big new addition today, Devon Givens
1: on PHLY. Watch yeah, him. I'm I'm pumped. I used to Very listen excited. to Devon's show. I'm thrilled that I can listen to him every day on PHLY and watch him every day on PHLY. Um. So I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no problem. So, uh, so I I think this was a, a a tough matchup, and not every game is going to be Kyle Shanahan's play calling and Debo Samuel and uh Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. And Although Brandon certainly Iyer.
0: Dak does like to throw the ball over the middle of the field. Yeah.
1: So now now Dallas is is the is a problem there too. And th- what what you worry about is the teams that you need to beat to get to the Super Bowl. Are going to be able to beat you this way. The teams that will get you the top seed, you can beat the You know, like 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 you'll be able to beat the Giants with these linebackers. Yes, you'll be able to beat the Cardinals with these linebackers. You've been able to go ten and one with a group of you know. I I, I keep hearing um, this is Howie Roseman's fault for for the way the roster is built. Like they went ten and one with these linebackers. Well, let's with, get into with, the with, roster with, construction. Okay. But yeah, so so we'll, so when I I look at this game, I say it was a bad matchup. We know the Eagles don't have good linebackers. We know they don't invest there. We know that they were undermanned going into, into this game. Uh, but I think it's it's kind of the, the, the deal with the devil, if you will, or the deal you make when you kind of build a roster the way they do. You know you're going to be shorthanded at certain spots or you're not going to invest in certain spots in linebacker. Is, is One of them so we can go through some of the decisions they made this offseason, but you knew going into the year like it's not a surprise to me that we're sitting here in December talking about the linebackers because we talked about them in August. We talked about them in May. We talked about them in March, right? Like they they let TJ Edwards leave. They let Kaiser White leave and they signed Nicholas Morrow to to like very little guaranteed money right? They signed Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack on the same day in August. They did not draft a linebacker. Their whole plan was for N'Kobe Dean, who, like you said, did not beat out, or as you've said, I should say, did not beat out either Edwards or White last year for Nicobe Dean to be their their top guy. Nicholas Morrow did not make the 53-man roster. Christian Ellis uh, made the team for depth purposes, not to play. Uh, and so the, the Eagles... Like this is this is the way they build it. They know that their linebackers are going to be what they are, and you better have a darn good front and a darn good secondary because you're going to have to live with the linebackers.
0: Well, what you just said is is I think the problem.
1: Wait, did I see in the chat we cut Morrow. Is that
0: mm, interesting? That would explain why Nick Sirianni <laughs> made a point uh, of saying that Christian Ellis. I don't know if that's uh, had a uh, had a good game, but did not mention Nicholas Morrow in the game.
1: I I have not seen that I have not okay. seen that yet. so we'll, okay. we'll wait
0: and see yes on that okay. they don't have to even add Cunningham or Shaq uh, yeah. Leonard to the active roster necessarily yes. they can
1: play the practice squad game exactly. with
0: him. exactly we'll see what ha- what number does he wear who's who are they going to have to cut to give him their, his number
1: hmm well we'll see what number he's going to wear here we'll see what numbers are available um because
0: uh he won't be on the see. roster yet because it's agreed to yeah. terms yeah. right yeah okay. well,
1: well, well they're not going to cut Christian Ellis obviously so he's not going to get 53
0: uh, he was 53. That's what I, w- I didn't yeah,
1: know. What number yeah, he was, was 53. Okay. So the numbers that are available would be 54. Sean Bradley. Uh, I don't know what the Sean Bradley situation is. Like, you don't have to cut it. I, Yeah, I don't I, know. I don't know. Um, 58 is, is so I, I agree. So we'll be happy about that. You can wear 58. 59 is available. Um, and let's see what practice squad guys are wearing what numbers. This is we can, we don't uh,
0: necessarily have to get to, Okay just say all the numbers from zero to 99, but that's yeah. okay. Okay.
1: All
0: right. Uh, I think what you, what you had just finished on, that if your linebackers are going to be this bad, and I actually I want to get into the, the actual plan of attack at linebacker because I think there are some things that you can take fault with, but it, it does fall in line with what we know that they do. But they are getting what they paid for yeah. at linebacker. You're right. They are not getting what they paid for at either of the other spots. Okay. The defensive line, which they have poured so many resources into, you know, we we talked about it before, like, there are not... Before they cut Derek Barnett, there were nine first-round picks in the top nine in the rotation on the defensive line. It's a good set. Okay? Yeah. They, are, they are not getting what they paid for there. The defensive line, the Eagles rank 22nd in the league in sacks per pass attempt right now. Okay? Mm. Uh, and the run defense has been very good and better than it was last year, although it wasn't as good yesterday. Um, and they're also having to lean much more on Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick than they have in years past. The defensive line is not... Providing what they have invested them to provide, and even worse, the secondary, where they have they are paying Darius Slay and James Bradbury a lot of money, and they have even you know they have said that that was not their uh, plan A heading into free agency last year. They were surprised that it worked out such that they ended up bringing back both Slay and Bradbury at thirty years yes. uh, or you know at both over thirty, but those guys are not playing at the level that they are being paid to play at and so yes the linebackers are the worst group on the field but why is this defense right now a bottom third unit in the league by most statistical measures it's because they're not getting what they paid for at, at defensive line and at, at cornerback like those are bigger problems structurally for a team that fancies itself a Super Bowl contender they're not going to get there if those guys are playing at that level
1: good point uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, certainly the the sacks are not there now. There's a few, they're playing from behind more this year, uh, so that would be a contributing factor. But that's certainly well, that's not, why they're
0: not as good as they were last year. But yeah, 22nd in the league at sack rate, like
1: it's a good point. Uh, and you know, I, I so this is where you look at the numbers and the and the eye test when I watch the game, and then when I go back and watch it, like Sweat and Reddick are are getting productive rushes every week. Um they're getting to the quarterback. Well, they better
0: be. They're on the field 80% of the
1: time. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, so the the depth has definitely been a concern there. Uh but I I am with you in terms of the secondary. The corners are not playing well enough. The corners are are, are giving up uh too many yards, are giving up too many plays. Uh we knew now now Kevin Byard hasn't been the solution at safety. Um I think he's been he's he's been better than Terrell Edmonds, uh, but I'd say so. But overall, for what you're paying for Slay and Bradbury, you're expecting those guys.
0: I mean, the level to, of play Kevin Byard has given you to Opie Optimist is is the that's the best case scenario for Shaq Leonard. That that the improvement level yeah. of Byard over Edmonds is what you can get from Leonard over Morrow.
1: And you would take that for sure. Yeah. Um, so so Slay and Brad like. <laughs> I'm not an overreactor in in general in life, but especially not in football. Um, overanalyzer, but not overreactor. I'm definitely an overanalyzer, <laughs> but I'm not an overreactor. Uh, yeah, I I'm guilty of of overanalyzing <laughs> for sure. Um so so when I see this, like I I'm going on and I'm going through my head, and I and I I see these games in my head when, or these, been these plays when Slay and Bradbury independently have played well, and I don't want to look at one game when San Francisco destroys the Eagles, embarrasses them, humiliates them, pick the verb you want to use and say, well, this is who they are. But the flip side is like, if, if, if you want to play in February, that's the curve you're graded upon. Yes, Like these are the teams you have to beat. It's not enough. And now I know you push back or you can push back. The viewer can push back and say that, uh, they beat Kansas City, and they beat Buffalo, and they beat Dallas. Like, they've beaten better teams this year than they did last year. Um, but last year, when I look at it, like, they they were destroying what what they did to San Francisco, or what San Francisco did to them yesterday. They did, like, every week to opponents last year. And they obviously have not done that this season. Uh, so, again, yeah, clearly the pass defense. But then, situationally, I look at it. Like it's, is it just talent or why is third down an issue? Why is red zone an issue? Um And not getting sacks certainly contributes to that, right? When, when teams are in third down, why aren't you getting home? Uh, why, you know, and, and it's, it's the edge guys, it's the interior guys. And, and to your point, this is where pressure rate can be misleading because, you know the eagles will put out there that sweat and reddick are like top 2 in the league in pressures. Yeah, don't care. Right? But yeah, but this is where and I always I I remember having a conversation with a a former defensive coordinator in, in Philadelphia about this. Big flex? Mild. <laughs> Mild flex. <laughs> Not a big if, if it was like a, if it was a head coach, that'd be a big flex like Okay. But this is a mild flex. So I, but you know what, now
0: it's, it's, a, it's actually a bigger flex to say that it's just a mild flex that you were uh, talking to a defensive coordinator, because now you're saying that, oh, only talking to a defensive coordinator, that's
1: barely worth my time. <laughs> no, 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 certainly not. Everyone's <laughs> worth my time. A quality control coach is worth my time. Uh, um, anyone, you know, everyone. I, I, I took uh, I, I, I took the elevator down to, to uh, I meet up with a uh, listener yesterday. Um, a viewer appreciated that was worth my time. Like every, you know, so everyone's worth my time. Like, I hope I'm worth other people's time too. But anyways, I was speaking. We, to, hope,
0: you're, we hope you are worth people's time uh, for approximately 60 minutes, five times a week. <laughs> uh, yes. At least.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I was saying that sacks are negative play. I was, I was arguing the merits of sacks cause he was telling me sacks are overrated. And I was saying sacks are negative plays. Like that yeah. if, if, if you get a pressure and the quarterback gets the ball off, that's not, that's not doing you any good. Now, maybe that's an incompletion and and, and you punt the ball, but when you sack someone, I know they're on the ground. I know there's a loss. And so oh, it's huge
0: difference. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I also pressures are just they're So they're, it's uh, quarterback hit is a definitive thing that you have done. A pressure is, is not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Finish your point.
1: Uh, so, yeah, they're not getting any, they're not getting any, any enough sacks, and that is a contributing factor for why they're not getting off the field on third down and for why they are uh, allowing touchdowns in the red zone.
0: And right now, to your point, they rank dead last, 32nd in the league in third down defense, giving up uh, first downs on 47.3% of third downs, and they are 29th in red zone defense, giving up 68% uh, touchdowns in the red zone. This is like
1: your... Your nightmare scenario, your yeah. Mr. situation. This is yep. this is terrible. Exactly. Those are like I, I. Those are the two things I always harp on. Is 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 can you get off the field and can you make four point plays? And when I may and when I say four point plays, I mean can you limit them to field goals when they're in position to score touchdowns? Uh, and if you want to know the merit of four, point, of 4 point plays, look at what San Francisco did in the first quarter compared to what the Eagles did, right? Holding them, the, that that game is totally, I said this on the show yesterday, that game's totally different if the Eagles are up 14-0. Uh,
0: it is, um, and, and there's no doubt that if they go up 14 nothing, or even if they uh, force that three and out on the mm-hmm. third Niners possession, when Darius Slay is playing off on second and 15, which remains a big play in the game to me, like the, the, the rest of the game was so demonstrative that I, I can't even really... Necessarily, strongly believe that even if they were up fourteen nothing, they were going to win that game. They were just they were outclassed over over the course yes. of sixty minutes.
1: Um, yeah, but but this is where I go back to not overreacting, and I'll give a shout out to Mike Wise, who was a columnist at the Washington Post when I wrote there. And, um, not your wise, not our wise, but Mike Wise. I never said that about him. But sure, yeah, yeah, Mike Wise. Um, so I. I was kind of talking about how I want to cover the NFL and I was covering college sports at the time. And I love covering the NFL. You know, I, I, I dreamed of covering the NFL and he was talking about how, and I've used this expression to you before. How the had great thing about covering the NFL is every week's a season. Right. And like, that is, that is the truth. If, if you think about what the emotion was like in Philadelphia last, uh, uh, by the way, thank you to the, the the listener, I don't have the name, I pulled up my email, but defended me, uh, the, the viewer slash listener, because some people listen on Spotify, some people watch or on whatever app, and then some people watch us, but he said that I should lean into my accent, that I say Philadelphia the way people in Philadelphia say it, right? So he was like, he he was like, you speak normal to me, and I appreciated that, so thank you for that. Um in any event, uh, if you think about Monday morning last week and the excitement after that Bills game, and like you know everything, I'm, I'm sure people's Monday morning coffee tasted great. I'm sure the the uh, like uh, that that the, the the day of work was was fun. I'm you know all all these things, and now like today, the sky is falling. The season like the, the the world is ending. It's so. Uh, that's, that's the nature of the NFL is that every week is a season and, and not to give the old cliche, but they weren't as good as they seem to be after that Bills game. And they're not as bad as they seem to be after the Niners game.
0: All right. Well, if you want to see, uh, how next season's week is going to turn out and you want to, you know, make a little trip to Arlington. Let's say, uh, let's say your dear defop ed, and, uh, you want to grab a couple doses and check out the Eagles and the Cowboys. Well, you might want to go up, pull up your game time app because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They've got flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Tickets make great holiday gifts. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
1: Uh, But to answer the question that that you asked in that previous segment, because uh, I might have taken the conversation astray, and I thought you framed it well, I have more questions about the defensive front, and the secondary than the linebackers. I don't have an issue with this roster construction. Uh, I don't have an issue with this roster construction because there's, there is a two-decade-plus sample size here of them having a lot of winning seasons undervaluing or not valuing the linebacker spot or putting their resources on the defensive front and the corners. Uh, I've see, I saw them win a Super Bowl with Danell Ellerby as like a starting linebacker now that's one of their top three linebackers it was it was Kendricks and Bradham as the top two it was also and,
0: Bradham playing at a very high level yes yeah. ex-
1: ex- exactly but Bradham someone that they signed you know to uh sim not a similar deal as like a Cunningham but he's he was not a heavily pursued free agent they and, and they got him at a low they've they found ways to supplement that position the reason Jeremiah Trotter signed with Washington after he was an all-pro player in Philadelphia, homegrown player, heartbeat of that defense is because philosophically this organization was not going to pay a linebacker that money. And it's it's been their approach consistently. They've tra- they, they did trade for D'Amico Ryan's. So that that was the kind of like the most resources that they've invested in the position. They've taken guys in the second round, famously Kendricks. Uh, Quentin Caver, I believe, might have been a second-round pick. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Um, yeah. Barry Gardner, I believe, was a second-round Let's round stick pick. to at least um, that. Howie
0: Roseman yeah. has a long enough track record we can okay. stick to Howie um, Roseman's pick. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm looking at from 99 on. From like, what, I, I point to 99 from like the Andy Reid era on is when this philosophy came about. I, I think before that, the approach was a little different. So from 99 on, this is how they kind of treated that position.
0: Well, I think if there is a – uh, now – I think we can say like you could they could have signed a different linebacker than Nicholas Morrow in the yeah. spring. They could have brought in a few other guys along the way. You know, if you're if you're throwing stuff at the wall, but I think if there is a failure of the Eagles' uh, roster construction at linebacker, to me it is it is a self scouting one because I think there are two things you could point to. Okay, one is by last by by last offseason it was too late. They had T.J. Edwards in the building for a long time. They kept not letting him play, like he kept having to rewin his mm-hmm. spot. You could have signed him to an extension after year three that would not that would have been extremely reasonable okay right? And then you'd still have him here yeah he's he's a he is a young player still. The other one is you had N'Kobe Dean in the building for a year, you used a third round pick on him. they planned their entire off season linebacker strategy on N'Kobe Dean being able to step in and be not just good but like like be a a very good linebacker be the point. linebacker and not only has did he get injured twice which maybe that's bad luck maybe that's part of the reason that he fell in the in the first place because he was relatively slight for the position but when he was on the field he wasn't making a difference so i, I think there there is uh, maybe a clear-headedness with who is in the building that that they have not been perfect with
1: you're absolutely right and i i don't i i can't disagree with you you hit it on the head um this is a position where as you know someone once explained to me there they they, they need to trust their coaching and their scouting and last year to their credit their coaching and their scouting did a really good job um, in that tj edwards developed and kaiser white was was a solid signing um and their pro scouting department did a good job and their coaching and their their coaching staff did a good job developing TJ Edwards uh the Nicobe Dean thing you're you're right on about they they built this around Nicobe Dean they they purposely did not bring competition in for Nicobe Dean because they wanted Nicobe Dean to be the starter they let Kaiser White and TJ Edwards walk and I, I I probably wouldn't have paid TJ Edwards that that contract but he's probably like, not yeah
0: but it's actually it's not a terrible yeah. contract. like would you rather have James Bradbury or TJ Edwards and Patrick Peterson? Hmm. Patrick Peterson is thirty-three. Like that's yeah. not a great bet either, but it's it's about half the price.
1: It's a fair question. Uh I mean, given the way that the season's gone, I would probably rather TJ Edwards, but I I thought James Bradbury But even was... at the
0: at the time I probably would not have said that.
1: Yeah. Um that's, uh, uh, that's a I fair that's I think question. the
0: time to have signed Edwards would have been before last year. So I when I was prepping yeah. for the
1: show, I I I was looking at it. Um, from a different perspective and uh i wanna I, I i wanna turn this on to you in that um part of this is you need to keep taking lottery tickets in the draft and 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 hoping that that you find someone they did not draft a linebacker this year um yeah and they've they've only drafted uh you know not the drafted. Uh, two years ago, I, I guess I guess Kyron Johnson. He's kind of like a hybrid type. Yeah, know, but
0: dude. that's not really what yeah. they drafted him for. Yeah. yeah. But
1: so, Nicobe Dean's really like the only meaningful linebacker that they drafted. Right. Sean Bradley
0: <laughs> three years ago.
1: Yeah. So Nate so, Gary before that. Yeah, and Davion so, Taylor obviously. So should they have drafted someone like Trenton Simpson this year or?
0: Um, well, know. that's the other like um, sliding doors you could do. Yeah. Let's say instead of Bradbury, they they paid for C.J. Gardner Johnson. And then that third-round pick on Sidney Brown is a corner or a linebacker mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm kind of with you. I thought that they would use yeah. a late-round pick on a linebacker this yeah. year. And no, no shade to Ben Van Sumeren, who uh, they gave a good amount of money to, um, and is now you know done enough on special teams to be elevated to the active roster. But it's not like they brought in several undrafted yeah. linebackers like they have done at positions of need in the past. I thought I I think it is fair to say that they they did not throw enough. At the wall, at the position yeah. this off season,
1: you're absolutely right, and and, and that's where that's where I, I kind of fault them is is, is that uh, the the Moro Ojomo pick. Now that's the seventh round pick. That's the same as you're going to sign on the undrafted market, but but maybe that's a linebacker, or or the Keeley Rinko pick. Maybe that's a linebacker, right? So uh, if if you're going to play this game where you're not going to spend your free agent dollars and you're not going to use your first and second round picks really on linebackers, then take more stabs in the draft. Try to find, we we've seen that it's a position that you can find late day two on day three and find contributing players. And they have not done that. And that goes back to, to how, to how you're scouting. And they've, they've, they've made some weird picks that, that, that didn't work. Um, you know, uh, but I'll, I'll 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 say this too. The other thing I, w- I was thinking about is uh, it's going to sound like I'm defending them here. It's not that's that's not the case. When I was watching this game back, I said, you know what, the Davion Taylor pick makes more sense to me. When I was watching this game back, because the Eagles looked slow.
0: They look very slow. And but they've got like half the guys in the field are over thirty.
1: Yeah, like. true. But I can see why you take you take a dart throw on traits. Now maybe not in the third round. Maybe that's like in the fourth or fifth, without But but my my point is that like they there's a part of me that, that said if you just had more speed on the field, it it it, it looked to me, and again I'm not a coach, but an adjustment that the 49ers made is they were just going to start attacking the perimeter. Um when you know when after that that uh, second drive, going into that third drive you saw a lot more misdirection. You saw, you saw them spread the Eagles out horizontally and take advantage of the lack of speed that the Eagles had. Uh, and I, I thought that was really a turning point in the game.
0: A couple of things. I think that like there are a lot of uh, Monday mornings spent after playing the San Francisco 49ers where an entire fan base is bemoaning the linebackers like that is what they do. So you got to give them credit. And we already know that the Eagles linebackers are not very good. My, uh, my general position for drafting linebackers is that like going traits rarely works. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's a position where instincts are so
1: important as we saw with TJ Edwards, as
0: we saw with Davion Taylor. Like, uh, I, 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 and maybe this is confirmation bias to what my my uh, opinion is, but I feel like there are many more examples of players who were dinged for athleticism but had a long track record of production in college who end up overperforming their draft slots. Um, Fred Warner being being one of them. Sure, but uh, that's that's not the thing that we need to get into the weeds on today. I I think I remain a long term. Into the playoffs. What is more concerning? I just I think you need more out of out of the pass rush in the secondary, and like I I don't want to make this just about Nolan Smith, but another game in which he just plays eleven snaps. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a first round pick that you used on a player expecting to contribute, and. You know, there was this pushback from uh, within the Eagles building about at the trade deadline. Why would we possibly be interested in another edge rusher? We've got this guy who's coming in and going to be a bigger part of the rotation. We're going to release Derek Barnett. We don't need these guys. He's still not playing. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I, I am I am with you there. I think there is maybe, and this is, can also be tabled for the offseason if we want, but I think if there is a lesson um, that you're going to m- maybe – Internalized for the Eagles after the past couple drafts for Nolan. It's Nolan Smith has a long career ahead of him. Mm -hmm. I'm not not burying the guy. Nakobe Dean and Keely Ringo. It's hard to believe that you're really outsmarting the league with such high-profile players. Yeah, right. Like these guys who who everybody knows about and don't have like you know uh, glaring red flags. It's hard. Like it's not like everybody doesn't know about them. You're not outsmarting anybody on those picks.
1: You're right. Uh Ah. i i can't i can't disagree with you there uh you are absolutely correct um but sometimes though it, it's it's not that you're out it's not that you're out out outsmarting them it's 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 that sometimes teams outsmart themselves right sometimes like but it's rare that you know, all like, 31 teams outsmart no no themselves. that's true but like a, as an example and, and uh this this might be low-hanging fruit here because i'm not i'm not watching a, a lot of Raiders games this year but like Tyree Wilson, for instance, is not producing this year. Correct. Um, like it's, 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 it's hard to to think that a team drafted Tyree Wilson over like Jalen Carter. Right. Sure. Uh, but I
0: think that's much easily, yeah. much more easily explained. No, there's, there, when there's, it's different when there is an obvious reason yeah. that teams are passing. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, but, uh, real quick, uh, what was your your if you remember your draft view on Henry To'o To'o?
0: I would have to look it up. I don't okay. I don't have that uh, committed to memory.
1: Okay, because that's just he's a he's a fifth round pick. Um, you know, actually he he went to Tennessee and Bama, right? Big time recruit. But, he, but he's someone who's he started for the Texans. So, so that's a player. That's a, a middle round linebacker who is uh you know he's he's on IR now, but I had, a he, he, had a fourth round grade on him. You had a fourth round grade on him. Okay, and he 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 went in the fifth round. They, I see. This is why your Google Sheets are are terrific. Um, but that's that's an example of someone that maybe you could have taken. He uh, didn't have to uh, make some of the trades you did. You you take him in the fourth or fifth round, and he's competing for linebacker right now.
0: All right. Well. Um... If you're not Henry To'o To'o and you want to be Henry Foco Foco, it's a good time to talk about Foco, which is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season. You've got overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. Foco has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. Foco always has our back for Philly sports and they have yours too. get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code P H L Y 10 for 10% off. Um, you know, Zach, we haven't spent much time at all talking about the, the offense. Hmm. We've only got a few minutes left on the show, but I'm curious how, how much um, blame do you put on them? And And I guess, uh, how much of the Sirianni decision making is still lingering with you a day later?
1: Oh well the, the the decision to to punt there I didn't like it then I didn't like it when I reviewed when I reviewed the game today. Um I thought it was a weak call. I hated it. I thought it was a weak call, I thought it was a weak explanation. Uh I I did not see is it's 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 not like a second guessing thing. I said it at the time, like, why are they doing this? Why are they giving them the ball here?
0: I feel like it is also intellectually um, at odds with with the other big thing that I complain about in this game, which is keeping the guys in at the end of the game, Mm -hmm. like – if you're if you think that you still have a chance to win the game at every point in the game and you're still fighting, then go for it. Yeah. Don't punch the ball away. And it's the same thing that happened in the Super Bowl. He's not paying attention to the defense. Cannot stop the offense right now. Do not give them the ball back. Your chance to win this game is to keep the ball.
1: Go for it. It's three yards. I agree with you there. Now I'm I'm less perturbed by the keeping the guys in the game part, um, but. It, you know, this isn't like well,
0: you're not DeAndre Swift's family watching him get lit up for
1: no reason. I mean, I I think there's false equivalency there that like somehow I'm um saying it's okay that DeAndre <laughs> Swift got hit. Uh, no, I, like y- there are only so many guys to play. You know, so so basically what you're saying is it's okay if if Kenny Gainwell gets lit up, but it's not okay if, if
0: as the if, coach if, of the if, team. Yes. Yeah. That, I mean, that's your job to prioritize <laughs> that stuff. It's the same t- th- This is the yeah. team that, that like they have Wednesday walkthroughs all season long. Yeah. Everything is about the health of the players. Yeah.
1: No, I, 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 I see your point. I, I didn't understand why they were in the game, but I, 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 that, that didn't stick out to me as, as much. I I'm looking at more like your odds of winning the game. I, I thought were not helped. By that punt. Overall, on offense, I did not think Jalen Hurts had a had a good game. Um, I, I thought there were, and uh, Jamie asked me this in the post game show. I thought he held onto the ball quite a bit, um, but uh, I thought the receivers played really well. I thought they were open a lot. Uh, I thought they made good catches, and I thought when I went back and watched, and again, I didn't see the all twenty two. I just saw the TV copy. But but I thought AJ and Devontae were 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 just like if if you want.
0: It was a bummer that they they wasted. The, those guys yeah. were both fully into, yeah. like fully fired up for that game.
1: And I, I thought the opening script was was really good. Like they got AJ Brown the ball in space, and he, he you saw the yards after catch. You want to see more of that? I thought Devontae made some really tough catches for the Eagles. And I guess the the reason that like if if you want to feel good this morning. And I, or or it's not even this morning anymore. If you want to feel good today, it's that they're going to be the more talented team in most games they play. And in most weeks, you didn't see this yesterday. In most weeks, they should be able to score with you. Even if the defense is giving up points, like the way this team is designed, AJ and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard will have the edge in almost every matchup. Jalen Hurts is an MVP caliber quarterback. You want to see the running game more. I, I, I should say Nick Sirianni addressed today. What did he say? Yeah. The, um, uh, Kenny Gainwell had more snaps than Deandre Swift. I don't think that should ever be the case. That was the case yesterday. Nick Sirianni said that was because Gainwell's role is in kind of the, the two minute. And they were in that, that two minute type offense quite a bit yesterday. I don't get why you can't have Swift in there. Um, I didn't have as much of an issue with the pass-run disparity as, as Jamie did. I explained why on the show, but to Jamie's defense and to the defense of people who have sent me emails and DMs and, and tweets that they should have run the ball more, uh, when I think of the last two weeks, what got them sparked? It was a big DeAndre Swift run. And there were some three and outs there when uh, DeAndre Swift could have taken the ball 30 yards. So, uh, But where if if, if if you want a glimmer of hope here or a reason for optimism, they're the more talented team in most games they play. And even when they're not the most – when the the talent is, is near equal, they should be able to play like they did in the Super Bowl last year where they can score into the 30s. And uh, when they play a playoff game against Dallas or San Francisco, you need to have confidence that A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith – and Dallas Goddard give you an advantage every Sunday?
0: I, I think I'm just – I'm worried that the offense doesn't have like that nuclear version that that means that they can keep pace with any offense if the defense is playing like that. Okay. Um, but they had
1: it last year, so so what changed? But that's the thing,
0: is we keep everything – every, every Opie optimist feeling – about this Eagles team is we saw it last year. Yeah. They did it last year. We saw that they're capable of this. It's been 12 games now. And listen, they're 10 and 2. Yeah. But that we have like all of the you know we we, we we can't at once say last year like all of the advanced numbers are saying sure. this is one of the best teams in football and now they're 10 and 2 and the advanced numbers are not saying that. Yeah. We don't believe it. Like they are a very good team. They are not as good of a team as last no. year. They have not um shown it and we haven't seen that complete game in 12 games now. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe they can flip that switch, but the longer the season goes on, the bigger, the sample size, when they haven't done that, the harder it is to believe you're correct. And I think if we didn't have last year, I think everybody would be feeling a lot worse about this team right now.
1: You're correct. And uh, <laughs> excuse me, I go back to Jalen hurts the way Jalen played uh, in the second half in overtime against Buffalo. Was the way he played in the Super Bowl? It was the way he played last year, where he's he's making plays on like a drive to drive basis that you're just like wow, there aren't that many people in the world who can do this. He hasn't done that enough this season. I think the Eagles would tell you that. Like they, now he was injured for part of that, but but uh, what you want to see from Jalen uh, is that second half or, or that fourth quarter. And the overtime against Buffalo, you want to channel that. That's how he was against Kansas City. That's how he was for large portions of that, that 2022 season. And if he can play that way in December, the Eagles can beat anybody. If he doesn't play that way, the Eagles are going to have more games that look like yesterday.
0: And most likely, any road to the Super Bowl is probably going to be, they're going to have to beat both the Cowboys and the Niners, right? Mm-hmm. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. On Sunday. Before we close, Zach, let's quickly run through uh, Goose wow. Wisely. Do we have to? Uh, your Golden Goose was on the 49ers' convert, a third and 11-plus. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. They they barely had yeah. – they had two, uh, like, really behind-the-sticks one. Didn't happen otherwise. I had Julio Jones has at least 10 yak. I think we know that that did not happen. You had I put my Golden Goose on the Eagles' allow their most points of the season, Ooh. which was 34-plus. That happened. Two for me. You had the Niners uh, score their fewest points of the season. You had Christian Ellis is involved in a turnover. Didn't happen. I had Sam Darnold plays a snap. Didn't happen. You had the Eagles. Did he play a snap? Yeah. He did. He played at the end of the game? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. One for me. Yeah. I'm I'm almost positive. I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. Uh, Nothing if not honest. And that's verifiable, correct? It would be verifiable if you pull up the game book. You had uh, the Eagles do not record a sack. Didn't happen. I had more than one 49ers player attempts a pass. Did Darnold throw a pass?
1: Uh, I I think he just kneeled. Okay.
0: So that did not happen.
1: Um, I had... you yeah, had played four snaps. You played. had... There
0: are offsetting personal fouls. Now, I mean, boy, should that one have counted, but you're not mm-hmm. allowed to throw a flag, as you famously found out in the pool report. By the way, an amendment to that. I heard that. Yes, please.
1: New York can't put the flag out. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, I so, thought
0: it was only for, like, after a play, a guy on the sideline can't get a flag. Yeah,
1: so basically they can't review the video... And then levy a penalty from the video. They can oh. eject you. they can eject you. They can tell the the, the guy to leave the sideline that but New York, oh, but a ref on the field could have could have flagged Dom. I believe so. Or okay. flagged the sideline right, not right. it wouldn't have been
0: Dom. Yeah. It would have been like a flag of a person fell on the, exactly. the sideline. Okay. Yeah. that makes much more sense. Um, so unfortunately, you don't get that. Uh, I had the losing head coach whines in his postgame presser. I'm not going to give that to anybody. Uh, we had the head-to-head on who's going to have more combined yards, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith or Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. You take that one home. Uh, Debo and McCaffrey had 249, whereas A.J. Brown and Devonte Smith had 210. Uh, you had the winning team wins by three or fewer points. I had the winning team wins by nine or more points. Obviously, that one goes to me. You had Nolan Smith plays a season high in snaps. Now, I don't. we did not say here whether a tie would count because he tied mm. – with 11, I think it's fair to give it to you uh, since, we, since we didn't qualify yeah. it. I had Jamon Hargrave has a sack. Didn't happen, but I take this one down. I go up seven to four on the season. All is right with the world. But a good one.
1: Yeah, it was a good one.
0: Okay. And <laughs> you know what else is going to be a good one, Zach?
1: My basketball game tonight? Oh, are you excited? This is, Oh, did we have the draft? Oh, yeah. My, yeah I got my, my, my team. Are you and- back with your, with your old coach? Yeah, well, well, well back with my team and I think they want okay. me to take on more of a uh like a player coach role this year oh. which uh, which I which which I interpret to mean like please stand on the sideline a little more. <laughs> you know.
0: Oh like, no. We need
1: we need some more height on the court.
0: <laughs> oh jeez. Uh
1: but no, I mean I'll 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 mix in there. Now is it but. like a draft? Are, are the results of the draft published? Uh I don't think so. Do we know where you went in the draft? Oh, I I don't know about that, but I, okay. I I think that no, I think our band's back together. You know, okay. we're uh, but yeah, first game tonight. Uh, what are the
0: additions? What are the off season additions we've made?
1: We got some more height, which we needed. Okay. We got some more shooting, which we needed. So um, I feel good about our I, f- I feel good about our team's chances this year.
0: Well, good luck tonight.
1: Thank you. Thank we look you.
0: forward to the review tomorrow, and that's what I was alluding to okay. when I said a good one is going to be tomorrow's show because we're going to have Fletcher Cox in studio after he guts it out to play in this game against the San Francisco 49ers. Notches a sack. I thought he was probably the best player on the defensive line yesterday, but uh, I'm not going to ask him to say that, but that was that was my opinion. We'll talk to him about that. He had some words for like what the Eagles as a, as a locker room need to do to rebound from that loss, so we'll talk about all of that stuff and uh, preview the Cowboys game. Brian Baldinger joining us tomorrow as well, so we look forward to that. So for Zach Berman... For Julia, for all of us here at PHLY, we thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you.